0: Do you remember quitting your first job or your second or your third? I really don't. I've blocked out the experiences because quitting is traumatic. Quitting is awkward. Quitting means we're letting people down. We're showing our cards that we can't do it all. Or is it? Why can't quitting be viewed as opening us up to new opportunities? Why can't quitting be viewed as self-care? Why can't quitting be the best darn thing we ever did? This week, I dissect the old adage that quitters never win, and hopefully help you see that quitting is just the beginning. Let's go. Addicted to reality competition shows, which is kind of odd because I really don't think of myself as a competitive individual by any stretch of the imagination. But I have watched every episode of Amazing Race twice. Same with Top Chef and same with Project Runway. And this summer I was watching all of the Project Runways again and Every season or two, there's always one person who just reaches a point where they just can't do it anymore. And they excuse themselves from the competition. And in other words, they quit. And in every season, because I watched them all this summer, every time that happened, there's someone that says, Quitters never win. Can't be a quitter. It's all about quitting. Quitting is bad. We've all said it. You know that you have said at some point that quitters never win. And I would say that I have kind of been in the quitters never win camp for a really long time. Whenever my kids would sign up for an activity... And I would say you don't ever have to do it again, but you have to finish. You can't quit. And and why do we do that? I mean, clearly in the situation on, on like Project Runway, for an example, all of those competitors are thinking about all the people that applied and didn't get a spot. And that... Competitor took the spot of someone who might have been able to do better and to stick it out. And so there's that like, it's not fair, you're taking the spot of someone and then you just quit. There's also this thought of, as a mom, that I just wanted them to have a follow through. That when things get hard, we don't give up. And and I do believe that to some extent, but I'm now slowly going to the camp that sometimes quitting is the best thing for you to do. So when my little one, who's not little anymore, was um I've written articles about this I think I probably talked about it on the podcast he was born athletic and he came out like swinging he can hit things his eye hand coordination is extreme but he had a and still has really really hard um social anxiety and so the concept of him playing a sport just wasn't in the cards when he was little. and But he loved, loved playing in the backyard, in the house, wherever the case is. And slowly but surely, and that's a podcast for another day, he was able to overcome his anxiety such that he could play hockey, which he was obsessed with. And so we got him through all of, like got all the things that, needed like learning to skate and taking skills and so forth. And he played on a hockey team and he loved it. And then and we worked a lot. I mean there was several years like all in and oh Mir is a hockey kid. And then COVID hit and hockey changed because now we can't have they weren't having spectators in the stadium or in the arena. And so he would have to, to continue playing hockey, he was going to have to go into the arena on his own. If his skates got untied, he'd have to do it himself or ask someone. If he got hurt, we wouldn't be there. We would be outside in the parking lot. And it was just too much for him. As much as he loved to play, it did not. It was not, not good. He would kick and scream on the way to get there. He would avoid it at all costs. It was causing him physical physical distress. And I don't know about where you are. If you have a hockey kid, it's expensive. It's a crazy expensive sport. It's non refundable. We had already paid. So now we have the, oh, we paid for this, my friend. And, but it's obviously causing you a lot of stress. And it was causing stress for all of us. Like, you don't want to see your child hate something so bad or being afraid of something so bad that you would hold them to it. And so we let him quit. And in the end, we did get most of our money back and so forth. But that's not the point. There are times when quitting is the best thing that you can do. When we quit something, it can be self-care. We get into these situations Think of all the things that we've ever volunteered for. Volunteering things is very, very hard to quit because people are depending on us, right? And, and we're getting praised for it. There's people that are counting on it. This might be funds that are, It's there's a lot wrapped up in this. But it is no longer serving you. It is like mere. It is every time you think of it, there's like that pit in your stomach of like, oh, when you the phone rings and you see it's from a certain person within that, that responsibility, you're like, oh, I don't want to answer it. And quitting is hard. But sometimes for our physical health, we need to quit things that are literally sucking us dry and not filling us up. By quitting some things, it gives us an opportunity to reassess. Is this even what I want to be doing? I talk a lot about how I was living my dream job. I loved, loved, loved my job as an interior designer. It's all that I had wanted to do until I didn't. And if I would have just stayed saying, I worked all these years to do this and just stayed because that's what I said I was going to do. It was like a follow through. Like I was 10 years old when I came up with that dream. It gave me the opportunity to just break it. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew that wasn't what I wanted to do. So it gave me the opportunity to reassess. What I really wanted to be doing. What did I love about that profession and what could I take from it and move forward? Sometimes we need to quit things so that we can make more time and energy for the things that we love. Sometimes it might be something that we loved in the past, but we don't love it anymore. Or sometimes we're just wanting to try something new. But we can't keep all the balls going, so we have to hold, we have to let them go. We have to hand them off so that we can take on something else. And I say this all the time, in we need to let universe know that we're open to new things, and we can only do that if we let some things go. Now, all of that is fine and good, But I actually think quitting, well, quitting is hard and we don't want to do it. We don't want to let people down. We want to keep, we want to make everyone think that we we can do it all, right? What was the first thing that you quit? For me, my first job outside of babysitting or working for my mother was at the Parkway Drive-In which you couldn't drive into. It was just a broasted chicken, which is like fried chicken in the Midwest, um, fried chicken and an ice cream place. And I made a $1.75 an hour. And the elderly patrons would leave me sometimes a nickel under their coffee cup on their plates. So it was not a high paying job. And the owner was not nice and so on and so forth. And so I remember calling him. I had gotten a new job and at the grocery store and I called him and said that I quit and I quit on the phone because I couldn't even fathom saying that to his face. And I will say that every other time that I've quit something, I have blocked out the quitting. Like I know that I quit and I got new jobs and whatever the case is, but the actual coming to the place of doing it, I have now no memories of ever quitting anything. But I know that it is traumatic enough that I have now let those things go, right? So we probably all have our stories of quitting. Like we quit something. It was an awkward conversation. We quit something and someone was so angry with us. We quit something and we let someone down. And that fear of quitting actually keeps us not necessarily always from holding on to something, But more importantly, at this point of our life, it is keeping us from trying. We don't want to try something new because we might have to quit it. And we are in this mentality that if we start something, we have to do it for the rest of our freaking lives. I talk a lot about what is our what's next. And every time within my community that I talk about, oh, so what's your what's next? And they're like, well, I don't know what I want to do for a job, so I'm not going to do anything and so forth. It doesn't have to be your what's next doesn't have to be income generating. And even if it is, it does not mean that you have to have that for years and years. We talk about what do you need next in the next six months? What is a smaller time frame, be it a job a hobby, a new activity, a volunteer initiative, whatever the case is, commit to, I want to do this for six months, or I just want to try this. This is why gyms give you like a five-day pass, or my yoga studio, I can do a 10-class card, gives you opportunities to try something without feeling like I have to do this every day for the rest of my life. Before we start something, we so focus on the end result of like, oh, well, I have to do this so that I can get to this place. If I want to go to the gym, I have to go to the best gym, the biggest gym. I have to be like weigh only four pounds when I come out on the other end and so forth. And we get so wrapped up in what could possibly be That we get overwhelmed and we don't even start. We're also afraid of failing. What if we don't like it? What if, what if the person that we go to work for doesn't want us? What if, what if, what if? I also have a whole podcast on the fact that not we're not really afraid of failing. We're afraid it. We are afraid of succeeding. We go to this place of, if I try this new thing, I'm going to have to buy $1,000 worth of art supplies and take 75 classes, and oh my gosh, now I have to go to Costa Rica for that retreat. We're just asking you to take a class. What is that one thing that we can do that is small? We don't want to start because it would just be a waste of our time. And then I'll have to quit. And then I'm not going to do it. Think in your life on both sides of this equation. What are the things in your life that you need to let go of that are no longer serving you, that are no longer filling you up, that are actually affecting your well being? It's okay to quit. And on the other side, what are the things that you really would love to try but are afraid to start for fear that you may need to quit? I have a client who really, really, in her mind, wants to get a job. But every time I bring it up, She's like, who would want me? I, what if my daughter needs to come home from school? What if I, you know, she has like half days. What if there's all the reasons that we come up with as to why someone doesn't want us? Right? Everyone wants you. You are wanted. You are valuable. And when that you go in with that knowing You can work through the rocky parts of starting and everyone is flexible these days. Flexibility is the name of the game. What can you let go of so you can bring something new in? Find one thing on one side to let go of and one thing that you can embrace that's new and set a parameter such that you don't have to worry about the quitting. You don't have to do it forever, my friend. You just have to try, just try. And know that there is, with every new venture, volunteer, job, initiative, hobby, we reach a place that it's a little hard. And that's where I ask you to just try a little bit harder to get through to the other side, to get through the, the awkward beginning, the being the novice and so forth. That's what we're asking our kids to do on following through. Not to get to a place we, where, where we're getting an ulcer because it's just, it is just so hard. But I say to my kids, we don't make big decisions on hard days. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself some space. You've got this. I hope you guys have an amazing week.